Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of a brand new week. And we start with, of course, a special Sports Bar Europa League show special. And it was a special show. Well, it was special up until United played and then, of course, lost and Sevilla went through to the final of the Europa League. It's a Mickey Mouse competition anyway. No one really cares. Anyway, this is your reaction to that game on my show last night. And, of course, it was a game that was live on TalkSport. Your commentators for the game were Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce. That suggests that we're going to hear a bit of comms first, then the bits of my show. Let's find out if I'm right. The Seville Orange is prized for making the very best British marmalade. Bitter before being brought to the boil with a sweet finish. Manchester United... Don't get left with jam on your face tonight. Going out to the right for Navas. Good ball in from Navas. And Lou de Jong has scored for Sevilla. Tapping it into the net from close range. Manchester United undone by a rare Sevilla attack. The referee signals the end of Manchester United's Europa League dream. You simply don't get what you deserve. The better side for much of the game. I think we, we got... Um caught up in the emotion of, uh, of the game at times and maybe uh, that's something we, we have to take from these games from different cultures they have a different uh, attitude and mentality they wanted the game to be uh, stop start stop start with fouls and get uh, pressure on the referee so that, that's just part of, uh, of the learning of this team now if I say to you Andy Liverpool are the best team in the league right pick a position you can swap your players with their players goalkeeper uh, full-back, central defenders, midfielders, attackers, wingers, whatever. Well, from my point of view, you could swap most of them and actually the points difference won't be much difference. You swap the full-backs, we'll have 15 to 20 points more and they will have 15 to 20 points less. There'll be a 30 to 40 point swing if you, if you swap our full-backs. Swap any other position and it's nowhere near that level. So for me, if Oli Solskjaer doesn't realise that he needs full-backs, if he doesn't realise he needs midfielders and he's putting 100 million into Jaden Sancho after 80 million in Maguire, James, who's good luck to the boy, but he's not a United player, Wan Bissaka, who is a bottom half 
Premier League player, then you've got a problem with Solskjaer. If he doesn't understand who he should be buying, you have a big, big problem. Paul. And there's a reason that Pep spent 150 million on fullbacks and, and, and Liverpool as well. He has to understand fullbacks are killing us in defence and they're killing us in attack at the same time. Yeah, Those I mean, the modern fullbacks. game, Paul, you're right. The modern game, the fullbacks have almost come the most important players on the pitch because not only they give you width but they give you a chance to to go higher up the pitch and have players in other positions not the usual wide men but the problem United do have is that when Wembasaka does get over the halfway line and Brandon Williams who's not naturally left footed they do lack that that ball into the box they do, you never see the fullbacks crossing balls into the box rarely do you see that but I wonder what that's it's almost like they know that that's why they're going for Sancho that width that we're talking about, those crosses from wide areas, that, that they can create from wide areas, they almost say, well, we don't have the fullback. We've invested 50 million. We need Sancho to do that job as an attacking force. That's why I think they're still after him. Just quickly as well, Andy Brassel, uh, Lee is texting, asking why United don't go after someone like Aubameyang rather than spend all their money on Jaden Sancho. I think Sancho's the, the long-term bet. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, if you're going to spend that amount of money, it needs to be someone who's going to last you a substantial amount of time. And also, I think it's the fact that he is as good as it gets at the moment. Aubameyang has just started bringing back those other bits to his game, which I think is really smart because, you know, when he arrived here in England, really after Klopp turned him into a centre-forward, a, a, a Dortmund's go-to centre-forward, he moved away from being a player who did all-round stuff and just became like a 15, 20 toucher a game sort of guy, just a penalty box kind of guy. He does more of the other stuff for Arsenal now, which I think is amazing. And I think it's a good way for him to legislate for the fact that eventually his pace is going to drop off a little bit at least. But with Sancho, I think it's clear that United need specifically a wide player. Because then, of course, you've got the options to move Rashford into the centre if you need to. Mm. Maybe even Greenwood into the centre. And, you know, I think with Greenwood... It's so exciting every time you see him because I think we've only really got the tip of the iceberg, just a little taste of what he can give us. And I think one of the most exciting things for United is looking at Greenwood and thinking, you know, where can he be in two or three seasons' time? But just because they are going after Sancho, I mean, it does really strike you as the Manchester United way of doing transfers in the last five or six years. The fact that all the focus is on that one player, they should really have multiple Irons in the fire. Now, this is the weekend sports break for showing after Barcelona went crashing out of Europe at the hands of Bayern Munich and sacked their manager. Tony Cascarino suggested an English-based manager who should replace him. Could get worse for them yet. It's Coutinho from a tight angle and he scored again. A hand up almost of apology from Philippe Coutinho who scored twice in three minutes against his parent club. Look, it's an incredible job, and they would have a number of great managers. I, if you said to me tomorrow, who would I want to take? Yeah. Sorry, Leeds fans, I'd be after Bielsa every day of the week. Wow. Because he's Barcelona and Barcelona type of football, the way they play, the hunger, the emphasis on young players. Barca can attract the very best players in the world, mm. and, and if they could do that... I'd want a manager of his elk because I've seen what he's done at Marseille. I've seen what he's done at Leeds. I see the way he plays football. He, the fans will adore Bielsa. Now, on Saturday night, Man City were knocked out of the Champions League at the quarterfinal. Sorry, my fault. I do apologise. I've been very unprofessional in it. Now, on Saturday night, Man City... Oh, my 
goodness. Oh, I do apologise. So unprofessional. Please. Let me... <clears throat> Come on, Goldstein. Conduct yourself properly. Right. Now, on Saturday night... <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. City were knocked out of the Champions League. Quarter-final stage for the third successive season. A 3-1 defeat to Leon. A 3-1 defeat to Leon in Lisbon. Let me just say that again. A 3-1 defeat. Oh, no, hold on. That can't be that. That must be wrong, Tom. Because when I was watching the game, Raheem Sterling was just about to slot home from about a yard. I turned the telly over, but that didn't... What? That didn't... He mit, no. He did, what are you talking about? He couldn't admit, Show me. Takes it past the first chance. Yes! Oh! Sterling's missed an open goal. He's missed from five yards out. He's put it over the bar. <gasps> wow. Anyway, the game was live on TalkSport with Jim Proudfoot and the former Man City winger Trevor Sinclair. They were commentators. This is what Tricky Trev had to say as City lost and exited Europe again. Leon have made a change and Ren Adelaide with a shot and it's in from Dembele. And it's Manchester City 1, Leon 3. And the referee will surely signal the full-time whistle any moment. He does so now. You know what, it's happened many times um, uh, for, for Pep. And uh, I'm, listen, I'm not jumping on any bandwagon because Pep's no, one no. of the best managers in the world. But Clearly. you know, when he was at Bayern Munich, he played a free at the back against uh, a Barcelona team which had possibly the best free in the world. Uh, and he was un undone there. Um, he played free. He lost to Athletic, in, you know, while he was at Bayern Munich. He mm. left Laporte out against Liverpool and dropped Raheem so that um, Delft could play. Uh, so Delft played and he dropped uh, Kevin De Bruyne against Spurs. And I know, you know, the goal that Raheem scored could have easily been given, um, but it just seems like in these final stages of games, he overcomplicates things for me unnecessarily. You know, he spoke before the game about players expressing themselves. I think, play I think the players were there to express themselves, but they were given an almost impossible task to have to deal with a new formation as well as express themselves. And it was almost a mountain too high to climb for them. And this was the take of the former City in England fullback Danny Mills on that game. Now the ball is played for Tony. It can be. Was offside. I don't know that Dembele is. And Edison can't make the save. It's 2 1 to Leon. Through ball. All eyes on Togo. It can be. Very, very disappointed with the way that City played in the first half. Too defensive, I have to say. You know, they, they didn't. They weren't the normal selves. They didn't go out. They didn't play that pizzazz football. It wasn't slick passing. It wasn't attacking. It wasn't players running in behind causing problems. And I have to say, I thought Leon were the better side in the first half. I, I thought Pep would change it at half-time. took him a long time to make any sort of tactical or personnel changes. And City's problems this season have not been in the attacking sense. It's been defensively. It's been defensively all season long. And I think Pep changed his, changed his formation, tweaked his tactics a little bit because he was worried about his defenders tonight. Now, Stipe Miocic defeated Daniel Cormier via a unanimous decision to retain the UFC title in the main event of UFC 252 at the UFC's Apex facility on Saturday night. I don't even know what that means. The event, of course, was live on TalkSport, so here's how that big fight sounded. And this is the cherry on top of the cake. It's the heavyweight contest the trilogy the final chapter 
between Stipe and DC. Stipe Miocic with a wonderful shot on Daniel Cormier. He's in an awful lot of trouble. Stipe Miocic looking to rein in some shots. There's only five seconds remaining of this final round and DC is taking an awful lot of punishment. And still the undisputed UFC heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Now on the Sunday sessions, the former Spurs striker Darren Bent was joined by the former Crystal Palace midfielder Darren Ambrose. Ambi gave us his thoughts about the Palace talisman Wilfred Zahar and his future at the club. He's gone far enough with Crystal Palace. He's given them another year. Well, he didn't give them another year. He's got a fantastic contract, but he stayed another year when he could have left last season. Um, but I think the time has come for him to have another crack at the the, the big time. Um, Tottenham, I, I definitely think he can fit in if if he plays under what Mourinho wants. I think if he did, Harry Kane would absolutely love it because the guy just creates chances. And if you look at Crystal Palace, Christian Benteke, um, he's not a fox in a box. Um, Jordan Ayew is a very deep forward they're not in there. If he flashes balls across the goal constantly, and a forward as you'd love to play with him, a forward that is in the six-yard box and can tap it in, would will get so many goals. Up front with takes a look at the art of goal scoring, speaking to some of the best strikers in the game. Would you believe Sheffield United striker Billy Sharp was in conversation with Sam Matterface on the show yesterday. Over the course of the hour, they discussed his career-defining goals. This is Billy Sharp, not Sam Matterface. Life in the lower leagues, that, of course, will be Billy Sharp, not Sam Matterface. And how it feels to have scored the most goals this century in England. That actually is Sam Matterface. It's such a great feeling because I felt as though the team shared it with me. And to be able to do it at Sheffield United again was, it's just extra special. Every goal in my career has been... It's the same feeling, but the goals for Sheffield United just mean that a little bit more. And it's something I'm proud of because I, I hear it quite a lot. The fans, oh, he's one of us. He's doing, and I feel though I'm doing it. Obviously, I'm doing it for them because as they, they're supporting me on the pitch. But just to give them the joy, I know it makes them just as happy as it does for me. And uh, again, my kids, first thing um, they ask uh, when it's a night game, when it's away from home, when, they, when they're not able to come is, the next day, Danny, did you score? And there's no better feeling than saying, of course I did, son. And their face uh, make, makes it all worthwhile as well. And this is now available on the Game Day podcast feed right now. Well, I'll say right now, when obviously you finish listening to this podcast. Now, European 2018 Ryder Cup winning captain Thomas Bjorn joined the warm-up with... Who's that? What's that say? Max? I can't read that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Charlie Baker was on the show talking golf in lockdown as he spoke about the postponement of this year's tournament. It was easier to postpone than, than a lot of other sporting events. Mm. And, uh, you know, you just had to make the decision at the right time, which it was, and I think they, they made the right decision. Not only, you know, for fans, obviously, uh, for people watching and fans, but also for the players that got all their majors got postponed and put back in the season and, and the captains have put so much hard work into it. For everyone, I think it's the right decision. It's a good decision. And, and hopefully for all sports, you know, we will have fans back in, in stadiums and arenas and fields and pictures next year. And we finish with the best bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sportsbar, Monday to Thursday. 
10pm. An opportunity for Muller. He's got Lewandowski one way, he's gone the other way for Coutinho! And it is seven! Philippe Coutinho scoring against his parent club. It's coming to a point, can they convince Leo Messi to stay? My feeling is still that he will stay, but they've definitely got work to do on that. Mm. And he has no confidence in the current president. So how long he can stay and how much damage he would do if he, if he lasts all the way till the end of his term next June, I, I think is a, is a big question. Jay, you obviously watched the game mm. as well. Um, do you think Lionel Messi will leave Barcelona? No, I don't. But this is as this conversation comes up almost every three years, doesn't it? And then eventually he signed. But this is if he's ever going to leave, this is probably the time. But I, on my gut feeling is he'll stay. But it's based on just a gut feeling, nothing else. Same. I think he's spoken out so much this season, whether it be Instagram, whether it be uh, handily placed interviews in the in, in the Catalan press. He's got something to say. Now he's a quiet guy. I, I don't think he really wants to be the the. the public spokesman for for Barcelona he's no great orator but I think it tells you a lot about this vacuum of of control and authority at the top of the club that he feels he has to come out and and say something and say look things Mm -hmm. have to change he would love there to be some you know people talk about him as if he's some sort of tyrant well of course he's got an ego he's the best player in the world why wouldn't he have an ego but does he want to be standing on his soapbox saying, this is how we do things? Does he want to pick the coach? Does he want to buy the players? No, he doesn't want to do any of that. He wants someone competent to do that and there's simply no one to do it at the moment. That's it. Thanks for listening to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. And, of course, we're still available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts plus all your favourite radio shows as well, which obviously would just be mine. That's it for another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. There will, of course, be another one of these dropping, as the kids say, tomorrow morning. I'm back on the Sports Bar tonight from 10pm. Until then, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.